From the Living Bread Radio Network and Look Up Here Productions, this is Open Your Hymnal, the show that explores the most beloved, enduring, and consequential songs we sing at Mass. Here are your hosts, Matt Reichert and Zach Stahowski. Welcome back, Open Your Hymnal listeners. My name is Matt Reichert. And I'm Zach Stahowski. And we are so excited to have you with us here in Advent 2020, our first new episode of the season. Zach, happy Advent. Happy Advent to you. How has it been? You know, I have to say that 2020 has sort of felt like one long Advent, <laughs> so I felt <laughs> I felt pretty prepared this year. But uh, this has been perhaps one of the most meaningful Advents for me personally and ministerially that I can recall in in some time. Uh, what what about you, Zach? I know you're at a new parish this year. Yeah, a lot of new things going on. Uh, getting to you know experience Advent in a new way, just because we're having to. Uh, reinvent so many things. But I think in doing that, we're able to look at Advent in a fresh way. It's feeling new to me in a way that it hasn't uh, for a while. And because of that, I think it, yeah, for me too, it's been uh, extra prayerful um, and, and spiritual for me. Yeah, well, well, let's let's stick with that whole concept of having to look at Advent in a new way today for our conversation. We are going to be able to feature for all of you, dear listeners, a a wide swath of Advent music. We're exploring the rich treasury of music for this season, and we're going to do this in a in a couple of ways. We're going to begin with our customary song interview. We're going to talk today to Craig Colson about one of his Advent pieces. And then we're going to have an expanded playlist to be able to explore some of the characteristics of Advent music. So please open your hymnal to This Is Your Justice and the Music of Advent. Prepare the way of the Hey everybody, my name's Craig Colson. I'm married to my wife, Kristen. I have two kids and they are 20 and 16. Also published um, with World Library Publications. Also um, have several songs with OCP. It's my joy to be here today. And the poor shall receive from the hand of the rich. This is your justice. This is your justice, so oh God. Most of the parishes that I've been involved with, um, kind of my experience has been that we've had an Advent and a Lenten theme song. So um, liturgy committee, priests, um, lay people, different staff would get together, talk about the readings for Advent, whatever cycle we were in, and then we would always have some kind of theme that would come out or a few words, key phrases that would come out. And this one particular Advent at the parish I was at, it was uh, big about, about justice and, and what is God's justice, which seems so opposite of justice that we have you know, in the world. Or you know, if, if someone breaks the law, we say, put them in jail. You know? And, and uh, you know, even in some 
places, you know, horribly we we kill someone, you know, and, and God's uh, God's justice is, you know, that the lion lies down with the lamb, that the, the kid and the leper are friends and the leopard are friends. And um, it's just the opposite of our of our justice. So um, it just seems it's like that irony kind of of being a Christian where um, some people don't think about it and it's so countercultural to our world. I think this community in particular was a very much one of the parishes that I've worked out the, the worked at that the most um, practiced social justice. They were very much into practicing the faith, where other places, you know, were, were great, but. This place, I mean, they did water drives for the homeless. They they went out and served the poor. They, it seemed like everything they did focused around um, spirituality, but but caring for others and and really doing, you know, God's work on earth, building up the kingdom, the reign of God. And um, so I think that really had a lot of a lot of effect to to that. So anyway, so the song kind of came out of that, and just um, I think I just came up first with the line, you know, "This is your justice," and then everybody could sing that back to make it real simple, singable. And we used it for Advent, and I had been accustomed to recording um, just that one song and putting it on a CD, giving it out to the community, uh, Christ the King Sunday, the week before, um, so people could take it home, they could learn it. Nowadays, we would just put it on the website, you know, but those days we had CDs. I mean, what are those? Um, It was kind of a building of a music ministry as well, so it's a pretty simple song where you know, a high school drummer could play a simple 6-8 beat, you know, a simple shaker. It doesn't, it's not like brain surgery. There's like a break in it, but other than that, it's not, it's not a really difficult piece. So it worked well for that. And the first shall be So our listeners should know that uh, recently Matt has started working as a music director at St. John's University. So now he is actively uh, ministering in the way that uh, many of our listeners do. He has been for a while, but this is more of a regular gig. He's, so He's back in the saddle, like, <laughs> just like so riding a bike. So I'm curious, Matt, uh, have you used this song uh, in your Advent celebrations? As, as a matter of fact, I have, Zach. Um, we, those of you who are listening who are familiar with the One Call Institute perhaps will remember that we used this piece at our end-of-week concert. So shout out to all the One Callers who are listening. Um, and yes, this year we did use this piece, I believe, uh, in the second Sunday of Advent um, at St. John's Campus Ministry in Collegeville, where, where I'm helping out. And I have to say that I can't take credit for introducing this song. This is a, a piece that previous uh, music directors who worked in campus ministry had used, and and one that, frankly, the the congregation just takes to so quickly. And and I think that's because, um, though this is a, a newer piece or a more contemporary piece, it really contains all of those essential elements that that make up a really 
good, solid, comfortable Advent song. That's right. It's one of those songs that when even if you're singing it the first time, I think you f- immediately feel like you have been singing it your entire life. And that's really, I think, one of the hallmarks of what makes for a great Advent song. We only have four weeks of Advent, um, so it doesn't give us a lot of time to cram in a lot of new material. Plus, you're competing with all the timeless favorites that people expect to hear. And so um, a song that achieves that, I think, is really important for this season. Yeah, so I, I, I'm curious, Zach, I I have in my mind, you know, some of these um, these essential elements for an Advent piece. And, and disclaimer to all of our listeners, we're going to identify some of these and talk about them. There are certainly other, other features or aspects. So if you're listening to this episode and we missed something, you want to add in something, go ahead and share it with us on social media. But uh, I kind of have my uh, essential component list. I'm I'm curious to hear from you what you know what's a hallmark of a great Advent piece in your experience in your estimation. Well, I think we kind of touched on it. It's such a short season, and it comes around, of course, just once a year. And Advent songs um, don't often find much life outside of Advent. Although I think there's an argument to be made there for maybe using some. Advent songs in other parts of the year, but I think that idea that it needs to be immediately singable and easily learned by the assembly. So things like uh, call and response, I think, help to facilitate that. Um, well-known chants or melodies that uh, we already know uh, repurposed with different words, I think, help in this season. Um what are some of yours, Matt? Yeah, no, I, I, I would definitely definitely echo those two. And I think, of course, we see, uh, especially the call and response type nature in this piece from Craig. I mean, it's this is an easy, or I shouldn't say easy, this is a quick piece to learn because of the, the way that the piece is structured, because of the repetition of certain melodic material, rhythms, etc. And of course, that you know, to your point, um, allows it to become quickly adopted in this very short season. And I should point out, you know, in 2020, we get almost four full weeks of Advent, which is awesome. But in a couple years, we're going to have one of those weird, like, 36-hour fourth weeks of Advent situations, right? Um, I, I guess I would add, you know, there's so much beautiful scriptural images, especially in Isaiah, um, you know, the the vivid images of how we describe the Messiah or how we describe God. I'm thinking of, oh, Antiphon. So, so that that vivid imagery, I think, is important. I think, um, you know, this picks up on your comment, Zach, about the call and response nature, not just as a practical way for the congregation to internalize a piece, but also the way that it supports ritual. You know, I mean, we we gather differently, or many people think about the way we gather differently for Eucharistic liturgy or other liturgies different in Advent. We have a an Advent wreath that perhaps at the beginning of a devotional service we're lighting. So I think, you know, thinking about how a piece accompanies that that ritual action or the, the different um, feelings of the season are also really important. That's true. And I think Craig achieved something uh, very important here where 
he is using a lot of those familiar uh, scripture passages from Isaiah, but even just the refrain, this is your justice, uh, that's not a phrase that I recall in many other songs. So it also gives us a unique opportunity to engage with a fresh take on the text. So let me let me ask you this as our resident music theory guy, a resident musicologist here. Um, Talk to me about what you see in terms of just musically, compositionally. I mean, we, we mentioned form, right? Call and response, et cetera, accompanying ritual. Um, what about just the the sound? I mean, other than <laughs> the Advent key seems to be E minor, right? <laughs> like, talk, talk to me about like the, the, the music theory that seems to be weaving through a lot of this treasury of Advent music. True. So yeah, we're we're often rooted in minor keys in a lot of our beloved Advent hymns. We of course think of O Come O Come Emmanuel, uh, the King shall come when morning dawns is another one uh, in a minor key. So we have a couple things working here in This Is Your Justice that make it somewhat of a fresh uh, Advent song. It being in a major key. Uh, the chord progression is very contemporary in its feel. It has like a like a power ballad bridge in the middle of it, uh, which is very cool. It increases the energy of the song, gives us a nice uh, transition into the refrain at the end. Um, it's in six eight, which um, I'm sure that you know everyone's going to have their songs that they remember in six eight. But that's not a common meter for me that I think of in terms of Advent. Um, so the lilting feel of this song. Um, and especially the joyous nature of it. I, I always have a hard time finding things for Gaudete Sunday because, you know, trying to communicate the joy and the rejoicing um, of that third Sunday of Advent um, amidst all of the, like, minor key uh, Advent songs uh, that we're accustomed to. So before we go on, um, let's let's take a minute and let's go back to Craig uh, because in in our conversation with him, uh, he he shared a little bit with us about his composition process, um, and and many of you might know Craig's compositions, and he composes with his wife Kristen as well. Um, they they published a lot of music, but especially psalm settings. As I grew and you know found out more about liturgy and music and those kind of things. I think I started writing more out of out of need. So out of what is our parish need, and um, one of the things that kind of the way we kind of made our way into publishing was we started writing these responsorial psalms. And uh, one of the reasons we did that was because the priests I worked for at the time really wanted the verbatim text. So we just started writing them week after week, and we really enjoyed it. When the kids were small, you know, we put the kids to bed, and then we'd be like, okay, you know, watch a show, watch a Seinfeld episode or whatever. And, All right, got to write a psalm for Sunday. So I think out of necessity, we started writing a lot of those, just what is what does the parish need? And I think if we really want, if full conscious active participation is really the goal above all else. For the most part, now there are a lot of musicians out there, but for the most part, people want a simple melody that they can pick up. And you can embellish it with other instruments and vocal harmonies and that kind of thing, but if the melody is too complicated, too rhythmic, or 
too weird. Like, you know, as musicians, we like to throw in these really cool chords sometimes, and they're like, ooh, that's weird. But sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes that can throw people off. And so I think we just try and keep things as simple as we can and singable, memorable. And with the verses, we've really tried to kind of adopt, um, you know, like the one that's coming into my mind is the Lord is kind of merciful. And where the verse is almost the same as the refrain with one, um, you know, one note that goes up higher. And part of the reason for that is because I think if you're learning the Psalms week after week, um, those are kind of murder on the cancers, as I say murder, and the siren is going by, but <laughs> those, those could be murder on the, uh, on the cantors. You know, if you have to learn, you know, these big jumps and intervals and stuff and coming down and, and some different chords, which to as a musician can be really cool and can be very pleasant. We've tried to stay more in the, just keep it basic, keep it simple. So that's kind of the approach we've, we've tried to use um, to keep it simple, singable, and clean. And now, here is a recording of This Is Your Justice in its entirety.
is your justice. This is your justice. This is your justice. This is your justice. So, Zach, as we said at the beginning, let's take a little stroll here through the landscape of Advent repertoire. Let's just, um, there, there's a lot we could do. Uh, why don't we just, um, why don't we just play a couple of our favorites? Do you, uh, do you have one you want to kick us off with? Well, one that particularly struck me this year, and maybe it's because I've been quarantined in my house for the last however many months, but um, to hear uh, that first reading from Isaiah, uh, the first week of Advent, uh, why don't you rend the heavens and come down, um, immediately uh, put me to uh, John Bell's uh, setting of this text and his song, Why Don't You Tear Apart the Heavens and Come Down. Why don't you tear apart the heavens and come down? Why don't you shake and shatter mountains in your mouth? Why don't you set the earth ablaze and boil the ocean so that the world might fear and wonder? It's God. For in the past you startled mortals and struck fear. You shook the earth and all its people with a to our own in 
So one of the pieces that I recall from many Advents, if not every Advent, it seemed, growing up as a kid, was Kathy Powell's song, Maranatha, Lord Messiah. And this one ticks a lot of boxes for me, just again, with all of the things we were talking about, about the imagery from Advent and the, the sound of Advent. I, I don't know. To, to me, it's not Advent until I hear this piece from Kathy Powell.
So this is the first Advent in my 15 plus years of ministry in which I am also working with um, a Spanish-speaking music group. So I have been introduced to some new repertoire, you know, some I've I've known, but actually getting to uh, play some of this music for the first time has been a real joy. So... Um, you know, one of those great songs uh, sung by our Spanish-speaking community is uh, Preparing al Camino, and uh, we'll also hear a great setting of Psalm 89 or Salmo 88 uh, by Mary Frances Reza. Cantaré eternamente las misericordias del Señor. Forever I will sing the goodness of the con mi elegido jurando a David mi siervo te fundaré un linaje perpetuo edificaré tu trono para todas las edades cantaré Misericordias del Señor, forever I will see the 
joyful shout in the light of your countenance O Lord they walk at your name they rejoice all the day and through your justice they are exalted My, my next pick is a piece that I've become familiar with within the last year, and I, I want to share it with all of you. I also want to use it as a uh, way to prompt ourselves. We, we really have to get this, this next composer on the show. This, um, this is a great Advent piece uh, incorporating the uh, text from the Gospel readings with John the Baptist. This is a piece called Prepare the Way for the Coming of the Lord by Jolanda Robertson.
So I know I just uh, introduced a, a song here, but I'm going to interject to introduce another one. I know earlier uh, we were talking about Gaudete Sunday, which is coming up. Um, this is a piece that we will be singing, I think, for the first time in our community. This is a setting called Gaudete, a bilingual setting from Albert Capo. Cielo y goce la tierra, canten montañas, ya llega el Señor. Be glad and flower in joy, for it will see the glory of God. de gozo el Señor viene ya one of my favorite texts from the Advent season is when we get to hear uh, the words of Mary's Magnificat. So I wanted to include uh, one of those settings. Uh, We've heard uh, one of Jeanette Sullivan Whitaker's uh, settings of the Magnificat, but she also has another one that I think is quite lovely set to the tune of Finlandia. So this is uh, Jeanette Sullivan Whitaker's Magnificat. Thank you. 
You know, you would really think that we would learn our lesson, Zach, to not do a topic like this that could stretch on for days in a 58 minute and 30 second episode. But yet here we are. So we're clearly not going to be able to feature all the pieces we want to. Um, I would point people back to our other Advent episodes, especially our episode with Carol Browning about her piece, Creator of the Stars of Night. Um, so we have we have other material and stuff that's shared there. Uh, I think in that episode, Zach, we featured Dan Schutte's Christ Circle Round Us, which features the O Antiphons and the Salve Regina chant melody and some other, other interesting things like that. So please go, go and check those out. Um, I want to uh, feature a piece that our community sang this year and really quickly adopted. This was a uh, communion antiphon text from uh, a, a week or two ago. This is from Bob Hurd, Your Light Will Come, Jerusalem. Your light will come, Jerusalem, for on you will dawn the glory of the and all nations will walk in your light. Alleluia, alleluia. Your light will come, Jerusalem, for on you will dawn the glory of the Lord. And all nations will walk.
don't know about you, Matt, but there isn't a year that goes by that someone somewhere doesn't ask me if I'm going to do uh, prepare ye the way of the Lord from Godspell. But <laughs> I have yet to acquiesce to that suggestion. But I thought we should do something that sets that magnificent test, uh, that magnificent text. Uh, we recently lost um, a great composer, uh, Kenneth Lewis, and so I thought it would be a great um, way to commemorate him by hearing his setting of Prepare Ye the Way of the Lord.
Well, that is going to do it for another episode of Open Your Hymnal. Thank you, everyone, for for joining us today. Um, If you didn't hear your favorite Advent piece, make sure to check out our social media pages. Uh, Leading up until Christmas, we'll be posting all kinds of great Advent hymns and other songs there. So make sure you join our social media community and listen along. And of course, we want to thank... Craig Colson for interviewing with us. We want to thank uh, the publishers, especially GIA and OCP for their support of our podcast. Absolutely. If you are not subscribed to the podcast, please do so through iTunes or Spotify or Google Play. And again, please make sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. You can find us in all the places. Yeah, and if you are subscribed to our podcast, uh, leave us a five-star review. That will help us uh, to reach even more listeners and to um, increase uh, the numbers in our community. We have some really, really exciting episodes coming up to mark the Christmas season, so I hope you'll make sure to subscribe and check us out in advance of that. But until then, for Open Your Hymnal, I'm Matt Reichert. And I'm Zach Stahowski. Thanks for listening. been listening to Open Your Hymnal. All content of this episode is property of Look Up Here Productions or its content suppliers and is protected by United States and international copyright law. For more information about this show and its use, please visit OpenYourHymnal.com.